0: Hey, it's Chris here. Before we get started with today's show, I just wanted to bring your attention to the fact that we will be meeting in London, England on May 18 for the Youpreneur Mid-Year Mastermind. This is our brand new one-day event focused entirely on making sure that you get the clarity and the growth strategies that you need right here in the middle of the year, or maybe just before the middle of the year, to continue to catapult your business forward to to amazing growth and success. If you would love to be with us, there are limited tickets left, but we'd love to see you there. All you need to do is head over to youpreneur.com forward slash midyear for all of the information and to be able to reserve your spot. That's youpreneur.com forward slash midyear. Now, let's get on with the episode. This is Upreneur FM. Youpreneur FM. Hello, 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 and welcome to Upener FM. This is episode number 333, and I'm your host, Chris Ducker. As always, it's a pleasure to have you inserting me into your earbuds. And today the show will not disappoint. Let's face it, it never disappoints, right? It never disappoints. However, this week's show is a very, very good one. The one and only Tom Ziegler is in the house. Yes, the son of the late great legend and my virtual mentor, although he never knew it, Zig Ziegler joins me for the first time actually on the show. And uh, it's been a long time coming, that's for sure. We're talking all about the mindset shifts that we need to make to really Really, sincerely choose to win in a number of different areas. And Tom calls it the wheel of life. Number of different areas in our lives, both as business owners, as well as obviously parents, our own self, human beings, and everything else that goes along with doing what we do day to day in today's world. It's not only an inspirational chat, but it's also going to be quite an eye opening one at times as well. And I do believe that you're going to need that notebook and your pen to be able to start that journey of choosing to win the way that Tom Ziegler looks at it. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our Acceleration Training Library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums, and you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com today for more info. So like I said, you know, Zig Ziglar was a big, big influence on me, even right back to my teen years. Many of you will know of the story of my mother finding out that I, should we say, let's not sugarcoat it. I stole, okay? I stole an audio cassette from the local library when I was 15 years old of Zig's um, See You at the Top. And uh, honestly, it was the beginning of a journey that has never ended between me and Zig. I still consume his content uh, on a very, very regular basis. I talk about him all the time with the people that I mentor and coach, and therefore, obviously, his legacy is very much living on. Tom, however, has been very, very busy over the last few years, really maximizing that legacy, building on it even further, and adding his own mindset, his own ideas, and his own focuses into that Ziggler family legacy with what they're doing over at Ziggler Inc. This is a really, really good conversation with a super smart guy, and like I said, you're going to need that notebook and pen. Here's myself and Tom Ziegler.
1: So Tom, welcome to the show. Oh, what an honor to be here. Thanks for having me on. Man, the honor
0: is all mine, sincerely. Now, my audience is not going to um, have to second-guess our guest today in any way, shape, or form. They have certainly heard me throw the word Ziggler around on a number of occasions uh, over the years of me uh, publishing this show. But um, for those of you tuning in who have not heard that name before, Tom Ziggler is the son of the late great and one of my really big mentors, although he never knew it, his father, Zig Ziggler. And he is here to talk all about choosing, and actually particularly um, choosing to win, which is the title of his new book, or choose to win is the title of the new book. I, get, I think really honestly, Tom, my first question here, man, it has to be, what the hell took you so long to get this thing <laughs> out into the world, man? What, why do we have to wait so long here? <laughs> I don't
1: know. I'm only 53. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, I uh... Well, oh, you got enough time. You can play catch up now. You can play catch up. I know. I, I tell you what, I, I think, uh, well, I've been writing the book in my head for five years. Mm. And, and dad was pressuring me. He passed away six years ago. And so 10 years ago, he was like, when's your book coming out? Um, <laughs> but I have been so immersed around the greatest authors, speakers, leaders, experts in business and success and personal development. Uh, that I've just been like a sponge taking it in. I actually took a sabbatical for 18 months from reading other people's books while I was writing this book because I wanted it to be, you know, my view, my vision. Mm -hmm. And, and, but there's so many things in there that you're going to be like, golly, that's good. I've heard that before. Yep. Yep. Right. Because it's hard to come up with something new under the sun, but yeah, that's, I'm just kind of a, I'm just kind of a nerd. I like to get it right and think on it. And so no excuses, man. That's just, that's just, but I'll tell you the secret. This is how I got it out. Uh, I knew I would never get it out unless I had a real deadline. So we sent off book proposals and, uh, I got accepted by a publisher and they sent money with the deadline. <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, so so so, okay. So you got the check, but with it came
0: the deadline to actually get you to finally do the work. Then
1: you know, it's so hard to give money back. It is.
0: <laughs> no, hey, I kid you not. That's that's it. I mean, I'm sure you give a hundred, you know, a hundred pieces of wisdom, you know, that have originally come from your father or the people around you every month, every week, every day, maybe. I don't know. The one thing I remember my dad very clearly saying about money to me was um, you know, there's two rules in life when it comes to money. Number one, if somebody tries to give you it always accept it. And number two, if they ask for it back, tell them to go skip. <laughs> so I mean, like, you know, I get it. I get it totally. I, I, I really do. So, okay. I mean, so, all right. You So, so the book proposals are going off. If it's any like anything like any other book proposal that I've ever seen or put together or read or whatever, it's probably changed a fair amount since the first time you sat down and wrote it. Um, but I mean, this, this, This idea of transforming your life, and I quote, one simple choice. I think that's a key word there. You can correct me if I'm wrong or not, but one simple choice at a time. Was that innate in this project pretty much from day one, or has that kind of formed over time?
1: You know, that was innate. That was kind of like the cornerstone of the book. I'll tell you the one big thing that changed is the original title was live to win. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have to tell you, I was, I was, I was in love with that title. I didn't think we could come up with anything better. The publisher came back and said, what about choose to win? And it's like, immediately I loved, I I liked it better because here's the reality, you know, dad, he he lost his dad when he was five, grew up in the depression, sold peanuts on the corner when he was five years old, Uh, didn't do well in school. My mom, when she was 10, she heard a gunshot in the other room and her father had committed suicide. And so that's a pretty rough start. I mean, they get married when they're 18 and 20 and they had this amazing life. And yet all the odds, all the circumstances, everything was against them. Mm, mm. And so, most people have their own version of that story, you know, broken home or a business that failed or an addiction or, or whatever the, you know, whatever the deal is. But the reality is I can say, Hey, you need to go live to win. And that's going to come across different to different people. But if I say, wait a second, no, you've got a choice because mom and dad had a choice. You have a choice. I have a choice. Everybody listening has a choice. That's where power comes in. So Mm. we get above the circumstances and say, hey, I can't control the circumstances, but what I can control is the choices that I make. So that's probably the biggest change. And it was such a better, uh, it was such an improvement for the direction of the book.
0: So, okay. So this book is being written with who in mind, who needs to pick this up and, and devour it above and beyond everyone
1: else. (laughs) <laughs> I, I really appeal to two people. Um, <clears throat> the first group of people are those who know that they're on a journey, right? They, they know that there's untapped potential. They know that there's something bigger. Uh, they feel called, and they want the, the game plan, right? They, they, they want, okay, 50-plus years of every, every insight, learning from the best that I've had access to. Uh, they want that. The other group are what I would call the people who have heard this before and they're like, "Mm, it's it's just words. And so I talk about the why, the what, and the how. Mm. You know, why is oh wow, you know, I want to live the the dream life, right? I've got a family to take care of. I've got things. Most books they say they start with the why and then they say what. Okay, here's what you do. But far too many books today don't go into the how.
0: Right. I love this. Okay. So you have, you've, you fundamentally put this down into uh, what you call your seven choices plan, right? I mean, without giving too much away, because trust me, guys, you're going to want to pick up the book. Um, I mean, can you break these down a little for us one by one in in real bite-sized bits of content right now, Tom?
1: Absolutely. and so There's an anchor quote in the book. Uh, I was speaking in Australia and this guy says, hey, what's the fastest way to success? I'd never heard that question before. I've been doing this for years, my whole life. Usually it's what are the keys to success or what do successful people do or what are three things I can do to be more successful. This guy wanted to know the fastest way. <laughs> and so, during the headlights, I know you've been in front of a room, you get the question, you're like, oh man, that's a good question. Yeah. And I just blurted out, the fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. (laughs) And then we went to break. So one of my mentors, Steve McKnight, he was hosting the event. He he opens up the next session and he says, everybody get your pen out. Did you hear what Tom said? So I'm leaning against the wall waiting to come on. And I'm like, what did I say? (laughs) 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 He, He said, Tom said the fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. I wrote that down. That sounded pretty good. Like I was, you know, channeling somebody else. So I go back at the end of the day, I Google it. Nobody had said that. And it just echoed. I had about 35 hours on airplanes over the next week traveling across. And I just kept resonating that question. So the seven choices, there are seven areas in life. There's our mental life, our spiritual life, our physical, our family, our financial, our personal, and our career—anything you do in life is going to fall into one of those segments. We we talk about it in the wheel of life that we teach at Ziegler. So I asked the question: Wait a second, in my mental life, my belief, my thought process, uh, the things that I listen to, read, the people I associate with—I said, you know, what are the what are the bad habits that I have in those in that area? And if And would I be more successful if I just replaced a bad habit with a good habit? And I went across all seven of these choices, and the answer was yes, 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 yes." And then Dad had this uh, it's kind of a legendary philosophy. It's not really a philosophy, but it was a quote that uh, he would always get a laugh out of. He, he'd say this. He'd say, "Hurricanes and tornadoes get all the publicity. <laughs> but when it comes to damaging homes, termites do more damage and they take such little bitty bites. Yeah. So, and so the idea is, you know, it's like, you know, you're 300 pounds, you, you haven't walked or exercised in 10 years and you, you decide to be a triathlete, man, that's an overwhelming decision. What if instead you just looked at one little bitty bad habit that you have In your physical health or whatever the situation is and you replace it with a little good habit like like this idea of if you drink a soft drink or a sugar-filled drink every day and all you do is replace it with a bottle of water and everything stays the same you'll lose 17 pounds over the year huge and tiny 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 little change right tiny change Mm. Uh, and there's all of these little things that you can do And so the book is about the choices that you make, but I set it up with the why, the what, and the how. And here's here's what I've learned. When you have a clearly identified why, and we show you how to do that, it changes how you live. It changes how you work, right? Because I say work for a dream, not a paycheck. I mean, I know that this is core to everybody who's starting their own business, right? I mean, they are their own brand, their own vision. You start working for the dream instead of the paycheck and it changes how you work. So your why will change your how, which opens up all the doors of what. When it, you can see it, I mean, I'll see a young person in a starter job, maybe they're uh, waiting tables or, or in some sort of ser- service industry and just their attitude and the, and their hustle and the way they move, the way they greet, you know, that they're going to be picked off and they're going to be selected to move up. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. In other words, they got a vision for something better. This is in the meantime, but their how is so on fire that the doors of what open up. And so, that's how the seven choices are based around that anchor quote, and how we get into the how.
0: I love this. Okay, this is good. and and I will say, in the book, um, you know, there are a number of occasions. Get your pen out. Grab a piece of paper. Like you, you are actually walking the reader through figuring out um, how to make these these changes and and, and these choices, right? I mean, was that important for you rather than just kind of putting together this manuscript that, yeah, will inspire people, it'll help people and motivate people, but that that actual practical um, focus on taking action right there and then as you work through the book, was that something that kind of you wanted in there? Because I mean, I know for me, for my books, both of them, I was always like, you're going you're gonna to do this with me. We're going to work through this thing. And it was going to be like that from day one of writing, even let alone publishing the thing. Was that something that was like con- you were consciously aware of, or did it just sort of start developing as you started writing?
1: No, it's actually uh, a very conscious, a very intentional thing. And right. actually the original concept for the book is I was going to have embedded in the book workbook pages to mm. actually write in and and make it this manual and i I heard too many reasons why that doesn't work in the publishing world uh and so what we said was no get your journal out get your notepad out get whatever you use to make it but here's the model that i use and this is uh if if people because i'm i like the brain science behind it and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's three words that then whenever somebody says they want to do something. So if you have a dream that you want to accomplish a goal or objective, a project you want to get done, there's three things that got to happen. First, you got to have the right mindset. And mindset is simply the habit of right thinking. That's all it is. Right. And if if you don't think it's going to happen or you've got all these doubts and fears or you're self-sabotaging, man, you're, you're DOA, right? Before you even started, You you're, the second is – you gotta have the, the right strategy, which is the habit of right planning. And so getting people to write out is the strategy mm. of planning it, right? So we we believe it, we think it right mindset, then we put the strategy. And then the last one is is the habit of right of action, right? So it's mindset strategy action. Action is simply the habit of right implementing. And so, the quicker we can get action, the quicker we get results. There are no results without action. That's old, but but that's why in the book it just kind of walked itself out to okay. I'm getting your thinking right. Okay, now let's strategize on how we're going to get there. Okay, you need to do it. You need to put it in your own words, your own language, from your own perspective.
0: What do you? Let's switch gears for a minute, and I want to come back to sort of getting started on this. I think getting started would be a great way to end <laughs> the chat. Uh, but I, I want to switch gears for a minute. I mean, out of all of the time that you have spent with your dad um, and with the other people that you've been blessed to obviously, you know, do dinners with, be on stages with, have around you at, at you know, Ziggle Inc and all the rest of it. I mean, what do you think is the one big stepping stone mm-hmm. that f- that future leaders have to take to go from wanting to be a leader to actually being seen as a leader? Is there one thing? Is there a catalyst?
1: Wow. Well, I'll I'll, I'll tell you what I believe. Um, well, I'll tell you first the number one lesson that my dad taught me. Um, he had this quote. He said, you are what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. And you can change what you are and you can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. Mm. I mean, that's, you know, we are the sum total of everything that we've brought into our head and we believe or choose to accept, right? We, could, we can have negative things come in, things that aren't true, and we can reject them and move on. But here's what I did is I took that quote and I said, well, I, I'm, I'm a little simpler. So my quote is this, what you feed your mind determines your appetite. Mm-hmm. So right. to me, the one habit that any leader would need is to create the habit of choosing your input. So envision who you want to become, what you want to do, what you want to have, who you want to go through life with, and then put the input in that's going to get you there. That's a habit. And there's a quote. It's not mine. I love it. It says that a tree's fruitfulness depends on its rootfulness. So Fig trees have figs, apple trees have apples, right?
0: Right, right. right.
1: What's the fruit of our life? What do we want the fruit of our life to be? And so we want to become the person that automatically produces the fruit. So what have we got to nurture? What are the roots that we've got to nurture? Well, it starts with our character and our integrity and who we are as a person. And so the input that feeds that root is gonna determine everything else. Uh, Today with social media, the internet, you know, the amount of inputs we get, people can tell a fake a mile away. I mean, Oh it's, yeah.
0: It's, yeah. Yeah, totally.
1: And so if you want to be perceived as a leader, gosh, you you've got to have the inputs that make you a leader. You've got to have the habits that make you a leader. So I'm curious to know what are two or three
0: habits that you chose to change and make while writing this book yourself, I'm assuming it must have uh, sparked some kind of different choices in, in yourself when you were writing it.
1: Absolutely. So I've got two or three, one of them I go into detail in the book. It's called the per- perfect start and it's how I start every day. I mean, I, I get up early. Um, I get up between like today's four thirty, and the first three hours of the day, I am just Doing my purpose right, so I have my perfect start has several components in it. It has uh, what I read, my quiet time, my devotional, my number one priority, what I'm going to do for that day, and I talk about in the book. Don't do it. I don't do three. Don't start if you're not doing it. Don't start with three hours. That's that's a, that'll kill you. Right. It's a so you start with ten or fifteen minutes. So that's one thing. But another habit that I've created is the habit of looking for good habits. So (laughs) that's a good place to start (laughs) three weeks ago. Okay. In our physical health, there are four things we got to have. We got to have sleep is the most important. Then we got to have hydration and then we got to have the right nutrition. And then we got the right movement. Sleep is the game changer. And I knew that I've studied all this. And so three weeks ago we had somebody come in and speak to our company and he said, do you have a sleep, a pre sleep routine? And I'm like, uh, no, what is that? And, and so what he talked about was you can change the light intensity on your iPhone now. So at seven o'clock. My screen goes to a warm light. Yeah. Yeah. That, that decreases the brain activity, but it's also a no to me to say, okay, now I'm focusing on having a good night's sleep. I'm going to, I'm going to de- disconnect from my, my, my computer, my, you know, all the things I'm going to move over to the gratitude list. I'm going to move to my dream list. I'm going to start relation. You know, I'm going to get relational and spend time with my family. Why am I doing that? Because I want to go into deep sleep, right? I want to. So, Hebrew, do you speak Hebrew by any chance? No, I don't. Okay, good. I can make this up then. Yeah, you totally can. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, I'll tell you,
0: the Upronor FM listeners, they are literally all around the world. So, if I wouldn't go, I wouldn't make too
1: much up. So then I'm listening. Okay, so one of my mentors is Rabbi Daniel Lappin, and and I don't speak Hebrew or read it either. So I just I just picked this up. And so he talks about uh, in the book of Judges, the story of Samson and Delilah. I won't go into the story, but basically uh, Delilah deceives Samson and she wakes him up and the Philistines are about to kill him. And the first three or four times he defeats them, And the last time he does not because he told her the secret, the secret to his power was his hair. Well, in Hebrew, and she'd cut his hair while he was asleep. So in Hebrew, there's two words for the word awoke. Um, In English, it just goes awoke. So if you read it in Judges, it just says awoke, same word. But one word has two vowels in it, and it means it's a spiritual word, and it means that God's with you, the spirit of God's in you. The other word is just you wake up, and it's literally you yawn real big, And you wonder, what am I going to do today? And so here's the concept, right? Here's the habit. We go to bed every night because we're working on a dream. We have purpose in our life. And so we want the good night's sleep so that when we wake up, we have the energy, the clarity, and the passion to go get what we want done. That's when in, my, in your mind, going to having a pre-sleep routine becomes valuable. not because some doctor said you should do it, right. But you were put here for a purpose to make a difference, to, to solve a problem for somebody else in the world. And one of rabbi's quotes is,, uh, "God's never happier with his children when than they, when they're solving the problems of his other children." And so everybody listening to this, your business, what you do, the value that you bring, you're solving problems for people. That's a high moral calling. That should inspire you to wake up energized to make a difference every single day. That's what I saw my dad do his whole life. Yeah, no.
0: And I mean, I 100% agree with, agree with you. And then the one thing I, I say to my son, I, I do the school run. I'm a proud school run parent. I, I, I get up and I, uh, I say, look, Tom, it's, it's eight minutes drive. I, it's not that much of an achievement. But nonetheless, I do the school run every morning with him. I drop him off. And the last thing I say to him as I give him a hug before he walks through the school gates every single day is go be great. Go be great. Go be great. And I have even overheard him as he's had friends around here to play, for play dates. I've heard him in his bedroom talking, you know, my dad, he tells me it should be great. You know, every, every day he tells me I got to be great. So we got to be great. You know, what, what do we, what do we need to do when we're having our lightsaber battle to be great? You know, that kind of thing. And so I, you know, it, it rubs off, right? Like that's, that's just the way we are. And I 100% agree with you, completely agree with you that, um, you know, we're, we're all here to do something very profound to affect people in the right way. And you can't do that on three hours sleep. It's just not possible. You know, it's just not possible. Okay. Let's back to the book here. And as we wrap up this chat, I want to talk about how we actually like, you know, we've consumed this content in the book. We've, we've understood the importance, you know, the wheel of life and the seven choices and all that stuff. How do we get started on what's two or three things that we can do after realizing that we want to jump on board with this? What are the two or three things we can do to get going?
1: Uh, well, first off, you've got to have clarity on your why. What's your dream? What's your passion? You know where you're going, right? If you don't know where you're going, any direction will do. (laughs) So you've got to dig into, you've got (laughs) to, Yeah. if dad said, if, if, if you don't have a target, you'll hit it every time. I mean, (laughs) you'll hit it every time. So, so you'll hit nothing. So you've got to have a direction. And so maybe, maybe you're starting with, okay, I need a direction. And so we talk about in the book how to identify your gifts and talents, your skills and experience so that so that you can really look at the uniqueness that you are and start gravitating towards that. Frustration happens with, uh, you know, uh, American Idol when the person who parents and friends said, oh, you can sing. And then they get up and sing. (laughs) it's just ridiculous. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's. (laughs) Right. Exactly. My mom says
0: I'm great. Okay, well.
1: (laughs) I tell people we can all sing. Every single one of us has the gift of singing. The problem is, is on a scale of one to 10, some of them are a one like me. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them shouldn't be doing it in
0: public, let alone on national TV. Right. I'm with you.
1: (laughs) We can we can work really hard and I can move from a one to a four, but if you're born an eight, <laughs> I'm just never going to compete with you. Right. Right. We've got to right. find our sevens and our eights in our life, our six mm. or seventh and our eights. And that's what we work on. Yeah. So first you identify your why. And then there's a thing I, that I talk about in this little concept called the, the uh, Trinity of transformation. And I'll leave that for the book, but uh, I give the illustration of a hot air balloon. And if a hot air balloon, if you, if you light the furnace, right, and then it's full go and the balloon's rising, a little bitty rope can hold it on the ground. So the second thing is you gotta identify the ropes that are holding you down. Mm. Usually these ropes are mindsets you bought into a belief that's just not true, or they're bad habits. You've got this habit of, you know, never being on time or eating 10 bags of chips every day. I mean, whatever that habit is, that's preventing you from stepping into, I believe, the territory God designed for you to go and take. And so you, <laughs> you look at your, you, these ropes that are holding you back because um, there's in life, there's what I think the psychologists say. There's driving forces and there's restraining forces. A driving force is your why, a dream, a goal, an aspiration. A restraining force is something that's keeping you from going there. Uh, the restraining forces are much more detrimental. They they are more likely to keep you from going where you want to go. Hmm. So you got to hmm. cut those ropes, and then you put together a strategy, and that's what we talk about in the book. So those are the three things: is clarify where you want to go, who you want to become, identify the things that are holding you back, kind of the bad habits, the ropes you got to cut, yep. and then put a strategy of implementing that. Well, the good news is, is you can test it. Your goal could be to lose five pounds. That's pretty simple. Most of us can do it without eating for a few days. But if you just think about, well, what's my mindset about that? What's keeping me from losing weight? Only five pounds. So you start identifying that. You cut those ropes. Okay, what are the bad habits that I have? Well, I get up every night at 11 o'clock and I go eat two sandwiches and go to bed. What if I just didn't do that? Okay, so now what are the good things I can do? Oh, I can move a little bit more. Right, I could take five five minute breaks during the day. So that's a simple application of how that plays out. I love it. This is great. I mean, I I think
0: the, the the beautiful thing about this entire message is that it's not rocket science. It's nothing really all that new. But the way that you've packaged it into. You know, these two covers and turned it into something that can now be consumed in an easy format and more importantly, shared uh in an easy format. And we talked a little bit before we started recording. You know, this is so much different to a podcast episode or a blog article. I mean, this is a book. This thing is going to be around for years. On the bookshelf behind me, I've got some of your dad's books that I've had, some of them for 20 years in my life, right? So it's like I get it. Totally. I can see
1: one of them right now on the camera.
0: So I'm right here. Yeah. This is the big one. This was the one that got me into trouble with my uh, with my mom. I don't know whether you know the story, I, but I I I I stole. <laughs> it's so bad. I was a, a 15-year-old hooligan, as we would call them here in the UK. Now I I I I was 15 years old. I was at the Wimbledon Library, and it was the first time I ever discovered your dad's work. And um, You could not take out audio books from the library until you were 16 years old. And so um, I wanted it. I saw it and I remember the tagline as a check up from the neck up. I thought I need that. That's great. Because at 15, all I wanted to do was play basketball, chase girls and skateboard in that order. I wasn't interested in school or in anything else. And so um, I, I just scooped it out off the shelf and put it in my coat. And I went home and I went up to my bedroom and I put it in the stereo and I was playing. And I'm a good Catholic boy. You know, my mom was a, a very Catholic Irish lady. I'm a good Catholic. I know. I shouldn't do it. I know, but I wanted it so bad. And, um, then my mom came upstairs and she heard your dad, you know, on, on, on the audio cassette playing burst into the room. Where did you get that? What are you listening to? Cause I mean, you know, there's not many 15 year old English schoolboys that are listening to people like your dad. Right. <laughs> and you know, you can have anything. You're like, oh my gosh, who is this guy? And so, um, she frog marched me back down the road about a 10 minute walk away from the library literally by the skin of my ear like this <laughs> walked into the library announced that I was her son and that I had stolen this uh, audio cassette and my, my, my penance for doing so was um, one hour per day in the library after school for an entire month sorting through all the index cards and putting them back into order because this is before computers and whatnot in libraries so that was and that book actually um, is, I think it's a second edition print that you see behind me now. I've had it for a very long time. I actually picked it up in uh, in a secondhand bookstore and there's inscriptions. And this is actually, it takes us full circle here, guys, for you guys tuning in. Um, and what I was talking with Tom about before we got going here, it. It takes us full circle because this was a book that I'd already listened to, I'd already read before. But here I am with this old copy in front of me for, I think I paid two pounds for it or something in a secondhand bookstore. And there was an inscription from somebody else who had given it to somebody as a gift. And his name was Chuck. Um, now, that's not an English, you know, clearly I'm, I'm assuming very heavily that Chuck was actually Charles. But here in the UK, Charles is not Chuck. Charles is just Charlie, if nothing. And so it probably made its way all the way from America to England. Here I am picking up for a couple of pound used bookstore. But that's the importance of putting your, th- your your thoughts, your words, your wisdom, and your aspirations into a volume like a book so other people can share it. And so, um, yeah, Tom, I'm, j- I'm very happy that you finally have gotten to the point of writing your first book. I'm sure your dad will be very proud. And there is going to be a follow-up because you've signed a two-book deal. You can't get out of it now, right?
1: I know. I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. You know, I got to do it.
0: <laughs> well, you've chosen, you've chosen to become an author. There you go. There's a habit that you've changed right there. Um, for you guys tuning in, you've got to get a hand, your hands on a copy of this book. Clearly, it is now available. Uh, as we record it, it's not, but it will be by the time this goes live. You can get it over at Amazon, on all good bookstores, left, right, and center. But if you want to find out a little bit more about Tom, his company, what he's doing to keep his dad's legend alive and grow on it even further, you can head over to Ziggler, dot com to also find the book there as well tom a pleasure and an honor sir i hope we get the opportunity to break some bread at some point with each other as well
1: absolutely i'm over in europe once or twice a year and so we need to meet up and do something together that would be fantastic That'd be great. It would be fantastic.
0: Well, you guys tuning in, thank you so, so much as always. I often say that you could be tuning into a whole bunch of podcasts right now, but today you chose mine and I appreciate you for it. I'll be back here again next week with another episode of Youpreneur FM. Until then, take good care. Bye-bye for now.